As an aside, not related to that at all, but just a little observational humor. Sure. I was at the mall uh, yesterday. I was walking through the Galleria. I've made the conscious decision to walk through the Galleria to get to the Americana. One, because it's free. But two, that usually wouldn't bother me. But two, the other week Zaldi Wait, said... <laughs> the other week Zaldi had Money said... isn't yeah. something that stops me. It <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's never stopped me from getting what I wanted. <laughs> Name your price, parking man. <laughs> the other week, Zaldi had been like, yeah, it's free, but then you also get to enjoy the walk through the Galleria to get to the Americana. And I was like, you know what? I kind of, through all this work and ambition and constantly trying to achieve success and chasing tail, I'd forgotten one of the most important things that I'd valued in the past, which was just being able to walk from one end of the Galleria to the other. I kind of lost sight of who I was. So I went back and I walked through the Galleria on foot this time. And as I was walking through the Galleria, I saw, this time. I saw a woman... <laughs> How else have you gone through the Galleria? <laughs> I'm walking through the Galleria and I saw a woman walking her dog inside the Galleria. And then the dog just posted up against like the wall and it started peeing oh shit isn't that gross yeah you know like and i'm talking about you know like there's no like uh ghettos of the mall like there's no corridors that you can walk through to like a dark alley or something like the wall is just five feet away from like a kiosk yeah you're inside you're inside and you're you know you might as well be inside of uniqlo when you're leaning up against the wall did she clean it up Nah. She just kept walking. The dog lifted its leg up and peed inside the mall against the wall. <laughs> and it was all fucking yellow and hella just hella pee-like. It couldn't have been disguised at all by being like healthy orange. Oh like clear orange. Did she even act like nah, embarrassed she just, like, or... Nah, she just like kept going. And I was like right there. And it just felt like pretty... Well, it, it immediately it felt kind of tacky. But then I started to wonder like... Is is a part of etic like dog owner etiquette in collaboration with the mall that it's okay to have a dog pee or poop in the mall? No, because it's inside technically. Yeah, no, 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 no. I mean, yeah. I I could see why she probably kept it moving if it was like owners aren't walking well, around with like microfiber towels. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know, maybe if I just walk away fast enough, people yeah. will stop. I mean, she did. Because I'll be honest. I mean, fuck it. It's my it's, it's I co-host this show. I can speak my truth, but I well, never okay. pick up my dog shit. Ever. That's savage. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got, Yeah, I don't know why I decided. There's like some. There's, I've noticed recently, more so than ever, that I've been I've been taking these weird, strange shortcuts. You know. You mean like figuratively or like actually physically taking shortcuts? Like that, like, like that, passing like through the, dimensions and shit. Like, well, where I'll be, like, where I'm taking like weird stances on shit, and, like you know, like quietly yeah. just doing like some Once fucked again. up shit. Once yeah, how I stole, so? I stole a bunch of steaks from Costco the other day. Once again. Yeah. 
Yeah. Why? I don't know. I was at the self-checkout and I was like, I feel like they're not even going to care. And I just was like... Are you good? Like, are you in a position where... Should I put like a donation button on the screen? What nerd? <laughs> I'm surprised, I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't that know. seems like it's a phase that most people like get out of when they're like... Like, I stole a ton of shit when I was like 16. But like, I mean, 30? You'll never get away with it. <laughs> what do you mean? When I was stealing shit from uh, Safeway when I was in high school and shit, after like three months of like successful operations, going on the lam and counting our booty and then coming back to test our luck again, Tony and Eric, who I was stealing shit with, that was my posse. Yeah, a couple outlaws. <laughs> my criminal posse. They got caught, and then I kind of like peeled off into the vegetable section and blended in. <laughs> I went and stood up next to the you bananas. You dressed up like an arugula. I stood next to the bananas, and they were like, whoa, where'd you go? <laughs> but like, they had like, they had basically been, you know, like a, for a Rico case and shit, like the cops have to like collect documents and shit for years. Yeah, you they're know? building a case. Yeah, like Safeway was building a case against us for like months and they had like all the footage of like every time we'd ever taken shit. And it was silly because it was just rock, like it was always just a rock star and gummy worms. Every single day I was taking a rock star and gummy worms. But they never caught me, but they still had all the evidence in the world. Okay. No, I mean, I feel you. There's no, I'm just, I realized that there was basically no point that I was trying to make. I'm just a little bit ashamed of you. Are you actually? No. I mean, you think it's cool? No, that shit's tight. I, I just don't, I don't do shit like that anymore, but it's not like I'm trying to like high road you. But it was a site, it was a self-checkout situation. That doesn't matter. Every single place in the world has a self-checkout situation, but you're not going to keep doing this over and over again, are you? No, no, no. You're no, not going to no. do it, right, Gino? know? Well, I toss and turn. Yeah. I toss and turn at night, just think of the guy highlighting where seat. You're good to go, go. You're good to go, friend. And then I'm thinking about <laughs> someone being like, You seem minute. like a good guy, friend. Where, where are these <laughs> Yeah, where are these stakes? Oh god, we're not they gonna go, be able to they go, we're gonna okay, have to we cut had, some staff because We had five thousand stakes in inventory and then we had we ended the day with four thousand yeah. two stakes yeah. missing? Uh, then, yeah. Excuse me, Juanita. We're gonna need to speak to you in our office. You know those new kids, those like, kids that you just had that you couldn't afford uh, anything for. Yeah. Well, they're fucked. <laughs> you're fired <laughs> because we're missing two steaks. An army commander in the Iraq War is doing an inspection of one of his barracks. Uh huh. It notices this that there's a camel tied up in the back. Okay. He pulls one of the soldiers aside and he goes, "What the hell is this camel doing?" That <laughs> yeah. And the guy goes, uh, "Sir, um, in all honesty, sir, there's 250 men here, no women. Men have urges." The commander was disgusted, shocked. Of course. But some time goes by, about a month or so goes by, and the captain himself gets these urges. So he goes out back, he pulls down his pants, he starts to fuck the camel. Starts having sex with this camel. All the soldiers come out of the barracks and they're like, 
and the, and the, the commander's like war works <laughs> and he's like he's fucking the camel he's like what isn't that how you guys do it and the guy goes uh sir we usually just ride the camel into town to one of the brothels <laughs> How are you doing? Good. Wow, it's good. It's good to uh, it's good to sit down with you. Sorry, my uh, I'm one half of the show. Wealth digging. I'm Thomas. Uh, I think you were texting with Gino, who he had to take a phone call really quick, so he just ran into my room for a quick second. All right. Um, yeah, he's actually he's talking to this guy, Project Pat. He's a like kind of a famous rapper that we wanted to talk to as well. Have you ever heard of Project Pat before? No. Oh yeah, he's a uh, like a Memphis, like a legendary Memphis rapper. Kind of a you're you're in Jacksonville, right? So a southern guy. Uh no, I live in Jacksonville last year, but I moved to Las Vegas this year. Oh, you moved to Vegas? Yes. Ah, uh, okay, cool. Yeah, I think I I could I could figure out why. I could connect those dots. You started playing poker, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we can we can wait a second to get into to the to the meat of everything for Gino here. But how is uh, how is Vegas this time of year? Is it hot? Uh, it was really hot. Now it's getting a little bit better. Yeah, uh, but it's still not uh, fun to be outdoors. Oh yeah, exactly. There he is. This is this Gino. Hey, I was the one communicating with you. I don't know if he can. Yeah, hear me. yeah. How's it going, <laughs> William? It's all right. Uh, you know, life is a freaking roller coaster. I think it's a good way to put it. Oh, yeah. no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, no, I, I feel that. How, so uh, let's see. I guess we can get to life being a roller coaster in a second, <laughs> but I'd love to just cue you up for a quick second here. The moment that kind of you had years ago was impactful enough on, on us as young people who had just begun to get into watching like American Idol. But aside from that, you've, you know, you've, you continue to be, and in the past you were a singer, you were a math teacher, you became a technical crime analyst. Now you play a lot of poker, and you're an avid poker player. But you know, before anyone knew you for any of this stuff, they kind of knew you as the guy that sang. American Idol. She bangs. Uh, she bangs. So <laughs> <laughs> could could you could you give us a, a little a quick taste of she bangs, if you'd be so kind. She bangs, she bangs, oh baby, my she moves, she moves, I go crazy. <laughs> how how often how often are you still asked to, to perform that? I guess just in front of a person I do on the street it a or lot, uh, online. Yeah. Uh, that's and that's why I transitioned my entertainment uh, business into online. Yeah, I'm doing something called cameos where fans would pay me to you know record she bangs, motivational yeah. messages. Yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, how how has Cameo been for you? 
it has been really good. I uh, bet it's huge been blessing in my life. Yeah. 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 Cameo does seem like it's presented a cool opportunity to a lot of people to, uh, to connect with fans and things like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, so I guess, you know, given all the, all the directions that your life has taken you and uh, all, the, all the interests that you've pursued, I have a very simple question to start with. Why? Because I believe it's important to try something new in your life so that you don't have regrets later on. So tell us about how you got involved. Because was that the first season of American Idol that you were on? Uh, it was season three. Season oh, season three. three. Okay, gotcha. So tell us a little bit about that experience. Not so much like, obviously, we all know how popular you became after it. But tell us a little bit about that experience leading up to it. What made you kind of decide, like, I'm trying out for this. I'm doing this. You know, tell us a little bit about waiting in that line and all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I thought that I would become a civil engineer. Okay. By, by uh, getting accepted into UC Berkeley. But then my academics were not going well. I was struggling. And then one day I saw this poster for a school talent show. And I thought, why not? Let's try something new. <laughs> and that's when I started watching the music video from Ricky Martin's She Bangs. <laughs> I did my best to imitate him. <laughs> yeah. I had no expectations. But to my surprise, I won. Oh my gosh. And that's what gave me the confidence to audition for American Idol. So was there anything specifically about She Bangs that resonated with you? Like the message of She Bangs? Or no, was it just it the first song that you kind of like just picked? You were like, this is cool. Let's do it. It was a song that I felt was unique. I can dance to. Uh, I enjoy listening. I never stop. Uh, uh, get tired of listening to it. Yeah. So that's why. Are you more a fan of like positive music, like music with a with a more of an upbeat sound and positivity? Yeah, what's on the yes. William Hung playlist nowadays? Yeah, definitely songs like She Bangs. Uh, you know, I I, I like uh, motivational songs like You Raised Me Up. Yeah. Oh yeah, wait, what song is that? You John raised Robert. me up so I you can dance on mountains. Up. You raised me up. Yes. What yeah. about a uh, Pharrell Happy? I was gonna say the same one. That's a classic. I don't know that. I don't know that one. Oh come oh. on, William! Because oh I'm happy. Yeah. Clap along if you feel you. like a ruin. You don't know this song? No, no, I don't know that one. But, okay. but I, but I also I'll send it don't to you. know like, like some gambling songs, like like you gotta know oh, when to hold them. No, no in the fold'em. Wait, how did the whole po how did poker how did poker get into your life? Uh, well, one time I got invited to perform at a casino uh, in Reno, and then I got my first chance to sit down and play a one-two uh, limit game. And then for some somehow I began a slot. I won like two or three hundred dollars, and it's like wow, amazing! How could how that, that, how could that happen? Yeah, and I, and I enjoyed that experience so much that I uh, started studying, watching uh, online, and then play a lot online. Most people think that uh, you know, based on what they saw and know about me, is like, oh, this William Hung has an easy life. Just got famous from American Idol. He must be rich by now. Uh, not yeah. quite. It's not that simple. Uh, yes, I, 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 I do have a good life. But yeah. but it wasn't without like major setbacks. Like like uh, I got married and divorced twice, uh, you know, a while ago. 
And then now this year, the stock market has been terrible, like a big roller coaster. Oh, yeah. I mean, what those yeah, numbers it, just it, came it, out it, yesterday. It, it's the, like, uh, what are you going to yeah. do? And all of a sudden, it's like, it's like a lunch could cost me 50 bucks with a yeah. friend. You saw that the, the, the economy is technically shrinking for a second quarter in a row. It's, uh, they're saying recession. Hmm. They're saying recession. But, I mean, we'll make it out of it, you know? Life is a roller coaster. But, Did uh, you get married after American Idol? How old were you when American Idol happened? I was 20 years old. Oh, my god! And then I got married after, yes, way after. Did you meet them through, like, the avenues of fame? No. I, no. I just met them uh, uh, online uh, with, with dating sites. Uh, and that, and then you know I thought they were they were the right people, but they're not. Yeah. Uh, and I what I learned about this is that I I didn't know who, who I was as a person and what I wanted. Yeah. And that's a big problem. <laughs> oh, that is a big problem. Yeah. And also online dating in Los Angeles was this when you were in Los Angeles? No, uh, no. Yeah, you're right. It's Los Angeles. I it's mean, tough I, in I, Los I, Angeles. I found someone in China. And uh, had to actually fly fly over to to marry her and all that. Oh, got uh, it. But 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 you know like like it wasn't really worth it. Like like of yeah. course at the time I didn't know, but looking back at it, it's like wow, what did I did? What did I do? Are you are you saying not to pry too much, and you don't have to answer anything if it makes you uncomfortable? But did it turn into a situation where, like, was she not being honest about her intentions with you coming back to America? Well, I, I, here's here's what I'll say: the first one, I had no shot because I don't think she really liked me that much in the first place. She just wanted the green card to stay in the United States. That's that's kind of what I was getting at, but yeah, 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 exactly. The the second one, uh, you know, she, you know, we 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 had a, uh, uh, I would say. A long, like, like hard relationship because you know our marriage lasted like two and a half years. Uh, so it's always two and a half years, so it's been a while. Yeah. Uh, but then I felt like I really wasn't there for her. I wasn't. I, I was too much uh, for myself. Yeah. Because that that was a transition period when I worked for the LA Sheriff's Department, uh, and I, I and I was pinching pennies. It was not a it was not a good situation for me. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I I was I was hustling really hard with poker. But but when I do that, I also felt like I neglected her. Yeah, mm. it's tough. Yeah, I mean, especially like you were saying with somebody with as diverse of interests as you have, you know, you can become kind of scatterbrained and find maybe it, it hard to focus in on certain things at a time. I don't know if that's right. what you were kind of experiencing, but I mean, I, I feel the same way a lot of times, you know, where you're just, you're kind of pursuing all these different things at once and maybe having trouble taking time to just simplify. Um, but also if you have to hustle, that's the position that you, you have to be in, you know? Right, right. And yeah. it's just hard to do every, everything well at the same time. Yeah. Tell yeah. us about being, working for the LAPD. How, how did LA that Sheriff's even Department. St- yeah, or LA Sheriff's Department. How did that even start? Like, well, uh, I I got like I said, I did. I was doing student teaching for a while, for about a year. Um, I don't think that was the long term career I was hoping for. So uh, when I saw the the job bulletins uh, from my from my parents, my parents uh, saw that they told me, oh, that that's, that could be a good fit. Statistical analyst. You know, it sounds yeah. so good on paper, right? Like yeah. math, uh, uh, the statistics, uh, and I and I really like CSI at the time. I watched CSI. I had those, those, so I I was dreaming like, oh wow, maybe this could be a really cool job. 
not that excited <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. it turns out that I'm just putting out numbers that you that, that everybody sees each year for like like the different kinds of crimes. Oh yeah, I was gonna say like, is there any crossover between the job you had and like Law and Order? Um, but I mean, you basically answered that. So it's like you weren't actually you weren't actually dealing with any specific crimes. Were you just like aggregating like, oh, this is how many homicides happened this year? That's right. This is yeah, yeah, yeah. So you never got too close to to the case to the case. Yeah. No, no, no. But I, but, I, but that's but that's okay. You know. And, yeah. And, and that, I I uh, I worked there for a while. Eventually, I, I got promoted to work for public health. Uh, uh, so so yeah, it it, it was. Uh, it was, uh, you know, it's just like, a, like a, how do I say it? You take what life gives you. You know, you make, you try to make the most out of it. Yeah. Were people in the office like, holy shit, that's William Hung? Yeah, they had that reaction at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. I bet. I mean, I, have you found that that's kind of, um, that can kind of like inhibit your ability to uh, get comfortable in a new environment when you have, when people are kind of approaching you with that perception? Because then you kind of have to redesign like, yes, but this is who I really am or... Was it kind of ever like that? Yeah, it was definitely like 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 a three to six month time to get used to it to you know like like living the normal life in in a way like because 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 in life like 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 yeah like most people are not gonna tell you that it's like like yeah. like they only show you the good side oh I, I I'm on stage I'm I'm performing everywhere life is amazing. Yeah, right. Actually, I bought your book. It's in it's in the mail right now. I think it Amazon said oh, it nice. got d- delivered yesterday, and I was I meant to read it, but I didn't get a chance to open the mailbox. But um, I have kind of a a little bit of a pivot question. But so you you were living in L.A. I'd I'd heard on your uh, I listened to a little bit of your poker podcast. You're living in L.A. and you're playing poker, and you were frequenting like the Commerce Casino and Hollywood Park Casino and stuff, right? Yes. What are those? What are what are the what are the insides of those casinos like? Because I think to everyone else that lives in Los Angeles, you drive by them and you think, yeah, scary stuff must happen in there. Well, it's not that scary as long as you protect yourself, just like (laughs) anywhere else. Yeah. Uh, but I but I do agree that you know uh, the, I I don't want to generalize here. Of course, I do feel Commerce Casino is a it does feel a bit old and ghetto. Yeah. So I, yeah. I definitely want to be careful. Uh, you know when I when I walk away with let's say I had a big night winning night I walk away with thousands of dollars. You know it's probably a good idea to get a friend or get security to escort you. Cool. Well then and then you moved to Jacksonville and you found you were kind of uh, you were playing poker out there and now you're in Vegas. Right. The reason I moved to Jacksonville, it definitely was not for poker. It was yeah. during the pandemic, uh, and and it was the, during a time when my my cameos uh, really took off. Like I got a lot of video requests every single day. Yeah. Uh, so 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 my neighbors got tired of hearing sing, hearing me singing <laughs> "She Bangs." They complained <laughs> to City Hall. They did. Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. And, 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 and my and, and then unfortunately, I could not find another place that I could where I could continue doing that. Yeah. Uh, easily. <laughs> Wait. That's why. Yeah. That's why I found a, a, a room with, my, with with a friend in Jacksonville that that where I could do that like easily. Yeah. <laughs> where, where were you living in Los Angeles? What like what neighborhood? Uh, San, San Gabriel. Oh, San Gabriel. Got it. Wow, <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that they would complain about that. I yeah. mean, I guess the, just it the fact that they could hear it. 
Yeah, yeah, they were getting the cameos for free, basically. That's like writing <laughs> into City Hall well, saying, hey, they, sorry, they, they, Da Vinci's they, they painting they, they, upstairs. I don't think they need to hear that every day, though, so yeah. Yeah, well, you know, that's fine. <laughs> um, so I have, this is another kind of, just to, just to ping pong back to your American Idol days. After you, as all the like the label offers and stuff like that were rolling in and different opportunities, I'm sure you were appearing on like shows and stuff like that, like news shows and whatever. Did you end up getting any like crazy fans after your American Idol performance? Uh, yeah, it, 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 I I had that happen in live performances. I, it, it's not American Idol; it's outside, like, yeah. like malls, uh, House of Blues, like concert venues. Uh, yeah, I had crazy fans like 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 you know random middle aged woman uh, uh, with signs like oh will you marry me? I was like okay I don't know you, <laughs> <laughs> but, but but let's go for it. <laughs> yeah, but I'm I'm feeling impulsive. Let's give it a shot. <laughs> Did yeah. you get a, okay at the peak of your post American Idol fame? Did you get a lot of chicks? No, well, because because I I I, uh, I wasn't really thinking about that. I was more focused on my myself and my career. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Do you find that like being statistical about things and finding ways to implement math and and rational kind of thinking into situations has that permeated into other parts of your life where you tend to approach situations from more of a kind of rational perspective, or do you find that you're a pretty because it sounds like you're somewhat impulsive with different jobs that you take and going to American Idol. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I think I think it's find the, finding the finding the the balance between the two uh, in my yeah. life. Uh, like 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 I wish I was more rational when when I you know start with uh, romantic relationships. That's a now good point. I'm based still, off of now, <laughs> I'm still single and ready to mingle. Uh, based on, there, yeah. but, I, but I am taking my time. I'm seeing people, so it's okay. Not yeah. rush. Uh, yeah, uh, as for, as for like, like, yeah, you know, gambling, uh, t- taking risks, going for new, new high, high risk ventures, whatever you call those, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, I lost, a, I, I also lost a lot of money, uh, doing that too. Yeah. Uh, but, but my hope, you know, I would say that like, now having experienced all those, uh, failures or setbacks, I, I do, I do want to be more mature. You know, I'm approaching the age of 40, the big 40. Yeah, I don't there think you I go. can afford the same risk as before when of I course. was 20. Yeah. Have, you seen a, have you seen that movie Along Came Polly with uh, Ben Stiller and Jennifer Aniston? Uh, not yet. That's a movie about a guy. You know Along Came Polly? Yeah. They get, Jennifer Aniston has a pet ferret. That's the movie where uh, Ben Stiller is like a statistic. He's works for an insurance company and he's a statistical guy. And right. what, en- what ends up kind of ruin- ruining his relationship with Jennifer Aniston is that he plugs all of the things about her into a um, into a statistical kind of analysis generator, <laughs> and it comes out that she's a bad bet essentially. And that really kind of you know that kind of rubs her the wrong way. So you know when it comes to something with love, William, I feel like you know it's irrational. It's it's kind of scary at times, but you have to just you know you have to follow your heart, and a lot of times that means just being impulsive. Yeah, I I, I wanted to follow my heart. I mean, like 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 recently, I, I I am I'm seeing this Korean girl, you know, like cool. like, like I want to follow my heart. I, I would love to love to have her as my partner in my life. Yeah, but there there there, I just feel like without getting too much into the personal stuff, I just feel there's too many red flags. 
and the, and the, and the, and one one thing I will say that that that, that you know when, when it comes to that that's when I shift into the rational uh, side of myself. Yeah, is that like I don't feel that I'm the number one guy that she wants to talk to right now. Yeah, and that that matters a lot. For sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if I'm not the number one person you want to call, you want to video chat or whatever, then I don't I don't think it's good. No. Yeah, well, do you think that uh, is there a chance that you're pulling back a little bit because of the red flags and that means that maybe like you know, like would would you be that person that she would reach out to? You would be that person that she would call first if you if you just tried to I guess ig- um, ignore some of those I, red I, flags. I, I, I'm pretty sure I tried. Uh, I, yeah, you know, I, did, I did what I could. I went above and beyond, and I, I don't even mind putting it out there because I already shared it in public. Like, like I, I went and I, I actually gambled at the win. Uh, oh yeah, at, uh, in Baccarat, uh, just because she, uh, because and I, she wasn't feeling well that day. Uh, and then I wanted to get her extra hotel nights just just so that she didn't have to have to stress out because she's from Philly. She's from oh, the East Coast. Oh, got it, got it. I don't want her to stress out to find another room, another place, you know. So I mean, I didn't expect to lose like eleven grand in one night. For those, yeah, but for, for those extra nights. That's I mean, Vegas. That's a really expensive room. <laughs> oh, that is. Yeah. Are you having? Is it hard to find like uh like local girls? You know, like because it seems like no, you know China, I, I Philly. Think I, I haven't tried hard enough. No, I, I, yeah. I, I'm sure if I really wanted to look for one, I could. Yeah. I, I, it's it, and and I like my you know at the end of the day, it's not you know I, like it's not rational. Like don't ever do that. Okay. <laughs> it's like yeah. you know, hey, but I, we've I, all we've I, all been I, there, brother. Right in my head. Here's what my thought process was. Okay, my thought process was okay. If I play like you know one hour baccarat, there's no very it's very unlikely I'll lose that much money. Like like even five hundred dollars a hand, but yeah, it could happen, and yeah. that's the problem. Yeah. Well, isn't that kind of the thing with gambling? Is like you can never like I, in, in your in your podcast you were talking about how your average time that you're playing is like six hours a day, basically, or six hours a night. You know, two hundred hands or whatever. Um, right. Yeah. So, but like, so you need to play like that amount of time just to guarantee that you can follow the the dips and the and the and the peaks. But if you only play for an hour, you might just catch the low, the losing, like the losing side, and not wait long enough to catch like the winning side of things. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Of course, of course. But but but, but you know, let, let, let's keep it real. I, like I knew that uh, going in, Baccarat is a game where a casino has the edge on me, yes. not the not the other way around, right? I expect to lose money. Uh, but uh, so so my my, you know, my thought process was okay. You know what? Even I, if even if I'm down like like a few hundred dollars or a few thousand dollars. You know, I'm I was okay with it, yeah. but I didn't expect to be running to run that bad. Uh, but True. it's still my fault. It you happens. Know? It's just I take responsibility. You know, I so so that's 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 how, you know now that I get a chance to process everything, it's like okay, that was stupid. Let's yeah, not do it. Let's don't do that again. Yeah, and at the time, so much of it was tied in with you know the. You see a beautiful woman from across the bar. How do you open? How does William Hung open? <laughs> Well, if it's someone I like, uh, I, I, uh, um, I, I just, I just uh, say like, like, like uh, uh, wow, I can't even think of it. You put me on the spot here. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> is that is that ever your, is that ever your style, or are you kind of these days you're meeting girls online a little bit more, so it's harder to? Because I've, yeah, I've never I, been the I type of guy that just I walks up to a girl to at a bar. Girls online or meet meet them in networking events where it's more natural. 
Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. So, so I don't have to like cold, cold open like, hey, hey, uh, a beautiful, pretty girl is William. Yeah. Hung. <laughs> it's William Hung. Hung. <laughs> <laughs> I would love it if I could just walk up to a girl and go, hey, it's Thomas McVicker. And they would go, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to cold open anywhere, dude. You're William Hung. Yeah. Um, I was looking at an article earlier today that was kind of tripped out. I guess in Saudi Arabia, they're putting all these plans in to build something called the line. And it's like a structure that's 108 miles long across the desert. And like uh, 500 meters high or something. And it's supposed to be like the city of the future. The inside is covered with mirrors. And you can, and it's going to be like a, like a, like housing stacked on top of each other, all self-sustained, you know, all renewable energy. And with like super rapid transit that takes you from one end of the line to the other, to the opposite end of the 108 miles within 20 minutes. So it's like a big, big living structure um, that will be like essentially what Saudi Arabia believes is the city of the future. What do you? Uh, what is? What is your vision of the future? Uh, how? What do you kind of like predict as like being? You know what the the world looks like in ten, twenty, fifty, or a hundred years? Wow, uh, no idea. <laughs> I think. I think. <laughs> I, I think it, yeah, because because you know, based on how crazy this year has been, the with the with the weather, the the, the pandemic is always evolving. You know, it's better than before, but it's still you know it's still scary. I like like yeah, who knows? I mean, I I, I just hope that we can still live on Earth uh, fifty years from now. Yeah. So, despite being pretty impulsive with your career and the and the lines of work that you do, you wouldn't be impulsive enough to say, "Put me on a rocket to the moon." Um, I, I'm willing to try it. I, I know it. I know that right now it costs me too much to do it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I heard that you know a ride to space is like a quarter million dollars. Yeah, we'll just we gotta wait for that so big payout. I don't want to spend my money that way. Yet. Yeah. No, I mean, I mean, if you have a really, really good month, you know, then you could do it, and you should let let Gino and I know, and we would gladly join you yeah. if you're willing, if you're if you're willing to pay for our tickets. <laughs> Um, and then a, a couple just real softball kind of questions. Uh, I, you know, we don't make it to Vegas all that often, but it would be a lot of fun if we if we went to Vegas to gamble a little bit with you. I don't know if you would you would ever entertain us like that. I know that you probably take it a little bit more seriously than we do, but we love you know we play craps and roulette and stuff. Sometimes I play pie gal. Um, you know, it would be fun. To, it would be fun to play with you if, if you I'll, ever have I'll think us. About it because because uh, I, I'm okay playing crafts uh, the dice a little bit, but but you know but but you know but with any game that I know that you know I expect to give away money to casino, I'm gonna be very careful. True. Isn't craps though the best? If you play the pass line and craps, it's the closest yeah, you can get yeah, to fifty percent. Uh, but the but the but the but you know unless you know craft is interesting because I actually did try to work on this game. I actually try to you know work on my how I throw the dice to oh. see if I have an get oh, an edge wow. on it. Yeah, Do, yeah, yeah. Is that something that you can actually? So explain that. Is that something you can actually learn a specific way to throw the dice to? Yes, the the I, I, the, the answer is yes, but, but it's actually very difficult. Uh, and even though I worked on it, I know I don't have the edge yet uh, because it, you have to be so consistent with yeah. how you throw uh, the energy, the grip, and everything else. Oh so gosh. it's not easy. Can you kind of like show that to us a little bit if, if with imaginary okay, dice, what so, it might look so like? Here, let me, I actually have a dice. Okay. Oh, cool. 
All right. So, so the idea is you want to have. Oh, so you're in twos, twos, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want like I'm doing hot way set four four five five two two that sort of thing. Uh, I want to have my fingers, um, the the middle finger, the middle finger. You, I don't want it too low. I want it to level with the other fingers, and then and then if I do the grip, the the thumb. The yeah. thumb also wants to be not too low, you know, like like it's almost like lightly holding it as, as one object. Yeah, you're in like two objects. You're in the top third of those dice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So so I worked on it. Uh but I still don't feel I'm consistent enough to be the casino. Yeah. So that's the the way you hold it, but then when you when you throw it, do you is it like a flick? Yeah, the throw or? you want to you, you want you want to get like a straight uh pendulum motion. Uh, so that, so, so, and then, and then the, and then the landing, and just, there's a lot that, that goes behind this. Oh, like, of course. Yeah. You, yeah. You have to, you have to, uh, hit the back wall because it's for the, it's with the rules. Uh, and then you, but you don't want to hit so hard that it makes the results random. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, the back wall is just kind of a light cushion for you. It's very, it's very difficult. Uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. because, 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 uh, because what happens with me is that like, sometimes I throw too hard. One of the dice will bounce too hard off the wall. Other yeah. times, it's like the release isn't quite right. So one of the dice would, would fly up before the other one, and that messes up the throw as well. So there's a lot behind it. Yeah. You know, uh, it, it's not easy. <laughs> Is that something similar to counting cards where if they catch you doing this specific strategy, they'll be like, oh, you can't do that or something like that? No, or- yeah, yeah. Okay, here's the thing. Uh, craft, is not this, craft is not the same thing because... Most casinos know that most people don't even they, even if you, if you try to set the dice, you try to influence the dice, you don't have what it takes to beat the house. Uh, so, so, so they're not afraid uh, of you until you prove to them that you can make like you know a hundred grand or something, you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, consistently. Uh, are people but, but even doing that? Different. Are, are, yeah. are there guys out there who are consistently throwing it at that rate where they would, are scared of the casinos? I would but it's going to be far and few in between. Yeah. I would think there this are. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> this sounds impossible. It sounds really tough, but if, yeah. it's like something where if you if you unlock it. Yeah. I mean, all you'd really need to work is once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess. Yeah, if you know how to throw it well enough, you could just put all your money on the field exactly. and be like, I'm hitting a 12. That <laughs> I'm hitting a 2 so, or a 12 this time. Yeah, that sounds so crazy. Yeah, that does sound crazy. <laughs> But if you, I mean, it's not crazy until you get it right. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah but, but even for, even for people that, that that in the but the the truth is that that one from my study and research on this game, uh, even for people like Stanford Wong, you know, like 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 he wrote a book on this, right? The dice control and all that. Yeah, he had he had a really amazing first two years, but then when he inc- tried to increase his bets, he basically went broke. Uh, so oh, wow. yeah. So there's a lot of uh, short-term variants that, that, that could like affect your, uh, you mentally. Like there's a lot of noise, right? It's like, okay, I see winning, therefore I'm doing great. I'm an amazing shooter. Uh, yeah. well, that might not be true. Well, that's kind of what I was saying before about like following temp- the temptation to go bigger or, or just to break strategy. Like that always exists when you're gambling because everything is so flashy and right in front of your face. But that's, that's, the, that's the life. You know, that's the game. Um, yeah, look, but, yeah. But, but, but I briefly mentioned blackjack because because uh, I actually did get backed off by most of casinos here already in Vegas. I'm good enough to get backed off. <laughs> you, you know how to count cards. Yes, I do. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, well, so, yeah. That means I can't play blackjack with, with, uh, at most casinos now. But it's a, it's a good problem to have. 
Yeah. Uh, the difference, the, so the difference between this one and blackjack is blackjack is 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 pure math, right? Like like you you can't you, the way you make money in that game is you increase your best when the counts are positive. So that's why, and you can't hide that. So the surveillance, you know, they they are pretty good at figuring this out very quickly. So eventually, if you you know if you play long enough or you make you know even any reasonable amount of money, they will say like. Sorry, Mr. Hung. Uh, we don't want you playing blackjack anymore. You can play any other games, but no blackjack. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's good that they ask you politely because I've seen enough videos where people get escorted out of the casinos and stuff. Yeah, that You're happens to be at Caesars. They're not nice to me at all. I, okay. I, can't, I couldn't. I couldn't even play the, the World Series of Poker this year. Oh wow! But you, so yeah. you play the World Series of Poker? No, they they wouldn't let me. Oh god! I got banned. By, I got banned by Caesars. Ah, uh, uh, got it. Yeah. So you're saying when the cards are going your way in blackjack, just double your bets? Uh, is that what you're saying? Kind of like double, or, or like, like the way they or the whatever. Way, I don't mean by my porting it because I'm I'm basically done with blackjack. So the way the way I do it is like let's say a hundred dollar table, right? Yeah. So I would do it. I I would just do two hundred or four hundred, the maximum. You know, because because if I go above that, uh, then the casino will call checks play the dealer. And then you'll you'll be done fast. You'll be you'll be out of there. You'll be uh, 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 done game over faster, because they have a, because every casino has a has a threshold in terms of how much you can bet before it triggers a red flag. Hmm. Red, red flags. flags. Yeah, red flags. Okay, last yeah. last kind of question on that. Uh, any of these times when you're spending a whole bunch of time playing poker, you're at the casino, you're on the strip, you know, you waddle out of there at like midnight or something to go home. Have you ever experienced anything real weird? Have you ever encountered any of the just weird Vegas strip stuff in the in the you know in the early dawn hours after you're leaving a casino? No, I, I don't I, I, t I don't allow I don't basically I don't put myself in that position. So when I'm done for the night, whenever for poker or whatever, uh, I just you know jump uh, in the car, die in the car, go home, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, William, it was I mean. Just yeah, awesome to talk great. to you. Yeah, we were looking forward to this a lot, and uh, and you're you're an awesome guy, super positive. I'm really excited to read your book, um, and you know I love I love the message, and I you know I think it'll resonate with people that enjoy watching our show, and it seems to resonate with so many people already. So, you know, keep up the good work. And, we love uh, you. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun to talk to you. All right, man, stay in touch. Yeah, yeah.
without a strong femme uh, femme woman. Bring that shit back, man. What? Cop a shirt, have fun, show them off, and uh, vibe out to them. If you cut them open, you can turn them into little capes, uh, or you can even make them into um, like parachutes. They just don't work that good. Sheriff Hung. Um, Detective Hung. I was a little. Imagine getting busted by William Hung. Well, that's not what his job was. It's hard to imagine. I mean, yeah, I I could imagine getting, but I mean, he was as close to being a detective as like a frog was, you know? Like he just. That just was. Well, no, it just wasn't even his job. So, I mean, could I imagine getting arrested by William Hung? No. Could I imagine getting arrested by um, a little a little rolled up piece of aluminum foil? Also, no. Neither of them are equally. detectives. Yeah, equally. I have a powerful imagination, <laughs> but the, the the fact of the matter is, I can't imagine getting arrested by either of them. He's an all in kind of guy, though. I mean, from yeah, he's a guy who like. When uh, when faced with adversity, he finds some glimmer of uh, headway and just kind of goes all in, you know? Yeah, that's, they call that a silver lining, finding yeah. the silver lining in situations. Um, and, you know, when I when I mentioned the Along Came Polly movie, what I really meant to mention was the Silver Linings playbook with Jennifer Lawrence and... Uh, Bradley what's Cooper. What's that hot guy's name? Bradley Cooper. <laughs> and that whole movie is basically just about being... 
uh, a singer who is like beyond their years, like they've kind of like a washed up singer, and then re- like reconnecting with song by meeting like a younger singer who has equal t- like talent and ambition and stuff like that. So it's like this movie that like it's like it like bridges gaps between age and uh, ambition as well because Bradley Cooper helps Lady Gaga become like the singer that she was supposed to be like from the beginning. Yeah, I guess you could look at it like that. <laughs> no, but I've been in so many situations in my life where I've I've been, you know, low on money or frustrated with my job or not doing well, I mean, quite frankly, not doing well at my job or not doing well at X, Y, and Z and having that internal feeling of be of like doing some stupid shit. Like, you know, like <coughs> I'm just gonna quit my job and become a barber. You know what I mean? Or like uh I'm gonna I'm kind of funny. I'm going to I'm going to just quit my job and go to improv class. You know some like stupid fleeting ideas that you think about in the heat of the moment. Yeah. And it just seems like he just goes with it. Like he was struggling in school, tries out for the talent show, it just kind of rolls off that same momentum. You know what I mean? Like to to the eventually make him think that he should go all in on the singing career by going on American Idol the next day and you know he sits down at the poker table wins a quick 200 bucks goes all in on becoming a poker player I mean you know he's becoming quite the renaissance man yeah yo you know what how um a lot of like detectives and stuff would write on like a legal pad maybe they'd write on like a legal pad to like put clues and shit down on yeah frog detective would write on a lily pad Nice, dude. So you were just not paying attention to anything I said <laughs> when I was talking that whole time, and you're no, I was constructing t- this 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 frog joke. No, nah, I was paying attention. It also wasn't a joke. It was just a it was a reality of what it would be like. Reality to be. check. <laughs> yeah. it's a reality that was just check. a quick. That was just a quick reality <laughs> check I had to drop on you. Yo, uh, if you want to know about the toad detective, you got to know all the details, man. Reality <laughs> check. He's using a lily pad. He ain't using a pen and pencil, brother. It's not like that no more. It's not like that. They're on the internet now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not just lily pads and hopping around and eating flies. They're on the internet now. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel what you were saying, though, for sure. Um, there's, I, it seems like there's kind of a, there's, there's a balance that you have to keep between being, um, a, it's the kind of like the jack of all trades, master of none type of situation where... Yeah. You know, like it could lead to a lot of anguish to constantly be uh what's Switching it called? It up. Yeah, but I was going to think of a specific word um to be uh uh what's it called like um hopping like a frog might from lily pad to lily pad in terms of career, but then you maybe you don't find like a place to call home because you are like a little bit, maybe just slightly too anxious to like settle in one thing. So, you know, while you end up having a lot of different disciplines and life experience, uh, you're kind of, I mean, the ultimate gamble is the gamble on yourself. So he's basically deciding like, you know, I'm hope, hopefully from trial and error, eventually I can like, I can not only get to experience a ton of really cool stuff, but I can also land into like the, you know, I can find myself in the right lane 
to take me to where I want to go eventually. Or I guess the alternative would be that you just keep jumping around and jumping around and you never quite establish yourself, establish footing for yourself in one thing. And then you grow up and you're like, man, you know, I'm still, I'm building my house on sand instead of, uh, nobody knows how any of this shit is supposed to work, you know? Right. Like, well, if you, I mean, even according like pro- to William Hung, it's all about the statistics. This is a little bit of a teaser, but like Project Pat was saying to us, um, it was just after, you remember when he he had just got done, pro- when Project Pat had just got done singing his praises of our show, like remember he had rattled off all those quotes from the first couple episodes of the podcast? Yeah, that when it wasn't recording. Yeah, nah, yeah, it was, yeah, yeah the prior to recording and stuff when he was saying all that shit about how he'd been listening kind of. Even before we'd been just recording, period, he had just been listening. From yeah, just from it's kind of yeah around like, the neighborhood. Exactly like how people talk and stuff like that. But how he was saying, um, uh, what, what the fuck were we talking about? Staying in your lane or just doing different oh, things. Shit. And you said uh, it's funny that people think that they know how it's all going. Oh work oh out. oh oh yeah. Like Pat was saying, like it, it could happen. You know. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't mean to be like too much of like a gushy hopeful or whatever, but being like, you know, like I might be talking to the two guys that are doing a show from their living room. And then a year from now, I'll be like, oh, I was on the show with those two guys. And now they're both Post Malone, you know, figuratively. Like now they're both as big as yeah, Post, you Malone. Didn't say Post Malone. Nah, but like I'm saying, like if you're thinking of like a modern superstar, Post Malone. Or so, uh, Serena Solange Williams. or whatever. Yeah, yeah Solange, Serena Williams, yeah. Um, uh, who's that? Jim Carrey who's or something. That, who's that Muslim girl with like the unibrow? Nora Jones. Nora Jones. <laughs> yeah, he said. <laughs> you, he said you two could be as big as Nora Jones one day. <laughs> but like, no. Nah, I mean, the point. Pat, that he, how do you mean? <laughs> yeah, and he said, "All right, I'll see you guys later." <laughs> and we said, "No." <laughs> But the point being, like, I mean, it's for the most part, it's just completely random and you have to spend time like, you know, just believing in yourself, I guess, and trying to will it into existence. So William Hung. is William Hung willing his success into existence? He's doing he's trying to crunch the numbers to get it there. It takes an equal equal amount of faith and and, you know, and strategy. I just want to inform the listeners at home about something. We make jokes and. We always, sometimes we bend the truth. And there's a story that recently went out about some steaks. <laughs> no, but I just want to clear the air about the whole steaks ordeal. That didn't happen. I kind of made the whole story up. Did you really? No, you didn't. <laughs> and Vicky had nothing to do with it either. Did she text you and say that she was watching and she's disappointed no, the that you... there. I'm just saying it's a made up story. But people still self check out all the she time. She sent you an email? <laughs> no, I don't even. No, I don't even have email. I don't even have email. Oh, she's in my laptop somehow. No, I'm just saying that uh, I could. Uh, I know somebody who could have stole the stakes. All right. What's the actual story? I don't understand what the angle is hey, now. I'm just saying, like, let's forget about it. Nothing. Uh, it was all hearsay. There's no proof. I didn't do Are it. Are you actually backing, like, like rewinding because you're afraid that Costco's listening or some shit? They're gonna revoke your membership, or is Vicky? You don't want you don't want to put Vicky on blast like that. You don't want to be seen like a stealer. Was my can I say all the my above? reluctance to like accept that you did that? Is that like playing into this at all? 
What, what are you going through, man? <laughs> just just <laughs> explain. Think, I don't understand I don't what you're going I'm, through. I don't think I'm going through anything. So I think I just t- I think I just saw an opportunity. Uh, oh, man, I'm just saying I didn't. I'm not going to incriminate myself on live. But you did. YouTube. I didn't do it. You did. No, I, <laughs> I no, recorded. I, no, I, I recorded it. No, I didn't. There's no, a camera there. There's camera there. There's camera there. You don't have a Costco membership. There's a camera right there. I'm sorry to put. No, 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 no. What? No, <laughs> what I'm saying. Oh, you mean the recordings earlier? There's a camera right there. There's yeah, been I a know. camera right there the whole time. Yeah, I know, and I was looking at it, but I was joking. You're around. holding a microphone. Big thing about this show is a lot of stuff we do is joking around, and we're uh, sometimes we like to stretch the truth, and sometimes we joke around, and sometimes it's fictional. Anyway. So it was all made up. It was all made up. But sorry. it wasn't. But it wasn't actually made up. No, it was made up. So why'd you make it up if it wasn't a funny story? I, just th- I thought it, I, it's not all about laughs. I just thought you thought I would be cool or something. No. Oh. So if you didn't, if you didn't, if you hypothetically, if you were to actually steal the stakes and then like do like, is that something that you feel shame about? Like stealing or like doing like, wh- like how does your moral compass align? Because I feel like I'm getting a little bit of an insight into like what, how you view things that are bad and good. What's bad and what's good for you? Um, what's good? <laughs> what's good is I think is ice cream, <laughs> pop tarts, <laughs> a fun movie, yeah, staying fun, in, fun movie, a uh, blunt and a flick, spending uh, spending some time with family and friends. Are you fa- your family orientated? Being kind, being caring, uh, having a, having a good time, you know. Yeah. So what's, what's bad? Yeah. Uh, murder, betrayal, treason, stealing. Well, that's where the lines get. But what are we stealing? Steaks from Costco with your girl or your fiance. There's. Yeah, it's. Should I drop it? I don't know. I don't know know what's going on. All I'm saying is, is I didn't do it. Okay, and I'm just saying that I was just joking around. Is this just so that you like you have proof that like if for some reason ten years from now this comes back to bite you that you can say, yeah, I said it, but then afterwards I said I didn't do it. What? Like is this Whatever is this, is this you, you like holding up the back end of the pencil and just trying to smudge away that lie or that that story as much as possible? No, 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 no. This is crazy. Um, how do we even bounce back from something like this? That William Hung's a weird fella, huh? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he sure is. What do you What do you think? Like realistically, the most expensive thing that you could actually steal is. like what you think like you have you know you know how like if you're the little the little asian guy from oceans 11 your your body is perfectly suited for like go again hold on hold on hold on hold on hold on no 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 well i mean what my mic even (laughs) yeah it's on if i'm saying i'm I'm not saying like oh you're like you're just chubby enough to steal a blimp or something. <laughs> no, picture your fat fucking body flying through the air doing cartwheels and You're shit fat. like that little Asian You're guy. You're perfectly suited for standing in front of security cameras. Yeah, I could They'll block never the be whole able to thing. see you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
They'll go, oh my god, a, a lunar eclipse. Holy shit. <laughs> you gotta run out of the bank right now and leave the vaults open. No, no, no. Jewish guy walks to a bar, punches a Chinese guy right in the face. Uh-huh. And the Chinese guy's like, what the fuck? What was that for? And the Jewish guy's like, Pearl Harbor. And the Chinese guy's like, that was Japan. I'm Chinese. And the Jewish guy's like, ah, Japanese, Chinese. It's all the same fucking shit. And then a couple minutes go by. The uh, Chinese guy goes up to the Jewish guy, punches him in the face. And the Jewish guy's like, what, what was that for? And then the Chinese guy goes, uh, the Titanic. And then he was like, the Titanic? That was an iceberg. And he's like... <laughs> oh, like bird? And he's like, Goldberg, iceberg, it's all the same shit. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Is yeah. that the end of the joke? That was it. Damn. Yeah, it's crazy how many jokes are set up. <laughs> it's crazy how many jokes are set up by a Jewish guy, a priest, a pastor, an Irish guy. Like, just like... Well, they're all going to the bar. They're all going to the bar. Where else would they all collide? Where else do all worlds collide? I feel like people are looking at like these jokes a little bit wrong. Like instead of it being like a comment on race relations, they should be like more. They should be like more proud. They should be more proud that like these people are all going into the bar together. You know, like anybody, like if we were in that bar, (laughs) if we happen to be in the bar that the Jewish guy walked into with the priest and the other guy, yeah, yeah, we would be sitting there thinking. Wow, this is like the most like cool, multicultural, inclusive bar I've ever seen before. That's a good point. And nobody's talking about that. They're all nitpicking all the little shit like Iceberg, Goldberg. And punching each other in the face. And socking each other in the face. People say like a horse walks into a bar and shit. If you were actually at a bar and you mm. saw a horse walk in, you'd say, what the fuck? Like, what's next? Like a frog detective? And then suddenly you get cuffed, and you go, and then you go, and you turn around, and you go, what the, what the, and then he just goes, ribbit, I got you, ribbit, ribbit, you son of a bitch, yeah. <laughs> and he smells like fucking booze, but that's the only way he's getting the job done. Yeah, he smells like the bog. The bog? Yeah, that's where f- frogs and shit are from, like the bog. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? I'll show you. This is where I'm from. <laughs> 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 